The way to defeat bad ideas is by exposure and discussion, argument and persuasion, not by trying to silence or wish them away. That's a great quote. I wish I'd said it. But I'm glad I read it. I'm glad I remembered it. So I'm saying it now. Matter of fact, I'll say it again. The way to defeat bad ideas is by exposure and discussion, argument and persuasion, not by trying to silence or wish them away. There's nothing you can do. Oh, there must be some way I can... Wait! Yes. You must promise to stay here forever. Come into the light. And it's time for another unbuckled, bumpy ride with your guide, the stark raving lunatic himself. I'm Jim. Let's jump right in again. Welcome to my podcast based on my brand new book, available on Amazon, Live Life Lean, L-E-A-N. It's a year-long guide to gratitude and our daily grind. The book that combines some timeless wisdom from a whole lot of the world's wiser people with the reflections, reactions, and wisecracks of the guide's author, me. And it guides you, the reader, through the simplest system for a happy, healthy, authentic, and genuinely grateful everyday experience. I urge you to get the book. Of course I do. I wrote it. It's either at Amazon or at my website, ampurage.com. A-M-M-P-U-R-A-G-E. But even without it, let's make next week better than last, our next year better than the past, and get started now with today's episode of... The way to defeat bad ideas is by exposure. And discussion, argument, persuasion, not by trying to silence them or just wish them away. Exposure? Well, exposure to what? You can freeze them out. Exposure to extreme cold, turning that cold shoulder. Or you can burn them off. Exposure to extreme heat. Can't handle the heat? Get out the kitchen. How's about just exposure to some basic light? And then see what develops. See, the effect of light on darkness, well, it's, well, it's interesting. It doesn't take effort to have or to be dark or to be in the dark. Based on our current understanding of quantum mechanics and particle physics, darkness just exists until light is shed. Currently, I guess the understanding is that the massless elementary photon is what light is. But darkness simply exists all by itself. No particle creates it, and only photons can deny it. So being in the dark, well, it don't take a whole hell of a lot of effort. But the best way to come out of the dark and to help others out is to let the light in, which does take effort, and then extend a hand into and in towards the dark, and then patiently wait as long as you safely can. See. Notice, when you notice how the light is good when you're used to it, but it's painful when you've been deprived of it for a period of time, I, I swear, first thing in the morning, I got no problem, light, flip them lights on. First thing in the morning, my wife, oh 
my God, she's a creature of the dark. I married a vampire. It takes time to adjust. It takes time to adapt. And it takes time to appreciate. Unless you're a creature of the dark, <laughs> honey, you're going to be drawn into the light. But you have to be given time to adjust, to adapt, and to accept. So, in nature, why do critters scamper to avoid and evade light whenever stones are overturned? I mean, the moment light hits them, they're all just a hurrying and a scurrying. When, if they could just think things through like I do a little, they might see the advantage of a little light now that the stone's been overturned. So, then let's, let's leave no stone unturned. Sticks and stones, well, they may break my bones, but it's under them stones where cowards are hiding. But unless you learn the value of light, it might actually feel better in the shadows that you know you have a handle on than the shine you don't know if you can even handle. It's like that little kid, you know, who deliberately goes around exposing the dark dwelling critters to direct sunlight. He's going around and he's flipping over every single rock just to watch them scurry away in discomfort. Okay, well, he's not doing that for their benefit. And if we're like that, then you're not doing it for someone else's development. You're doing it for your own entertainment. So how instead do you expose someone and some idea to the light without insisting that, that mine, that ours, that yours is the only true light, the unchallengeable true light that enlightens and invites the woke? Because we all want to get woke, right? Dear God, I do hope there are some of you out there listening who are shaking your head side to side and not just affirmative action nodding up and down. But either way, how's about an engraved invitation, hmm? Here's what you do. You invite them out and show them that the light is not a trap. Okay, true story here. I would be a terrible hunter, but I'd be a pretty good trapper. See, I can set a conversational snare with the best of them. And I have no desire to blast someone right between the eyes. No, I'd rather them just wander their way into that conversation and end up ramming their own forehead into what I see as truth and accuracy. So that way, I can't be blamed. But I did still trap them. So folks like me, we're just sneakier about it. It's not usually very effective. They say you can't debate someone into salvation. You cannot debate someone into heaven. And if so, then you can't snare them into it either. But you can invite them. Very interesting word, invite. Its origin, I think, 15th century. The roots are most commonly attributed to synonyms, which mean to summon, to challenge, or to entertain. Interesting. Shedding light on something should be an invitation to discussion, not an annihilation or a destruction. Look at those three synonyms, to summon, to challenge, to entertain. To summon means to urgently call on. To challenge means a call to take part in, or an objection or query as to the truth of something. To entertain means to give attention or consideration to an idea thought, or feeling. So let's put it all together. An invitation to urgently call on someone to take part in a query of, or an objection to the truth of, a consideration of ideas, or thoughts, or feelings, to 
invite them. Wow. And I just thought an invite was for birthday parties and weddings. Now, what's wrong with inviting someone to look at an idea out in the light? Now, what's wrong with being invited to lay your ideas into the light? It makes sense to me that there's no small coincidence that the words invite and polite rhyme. Man, they just sound so good together. Invite is polite. Problem is, the other word that rhymes with invite is fight. To invite with the intent to fight would not be polite. It'd be a trap. I know, I've done it. And I'm pretty sure the book-learned experts out there would call this passive-aggressive behavior. In simpler terms, I just call it bait-and-switch. Kind of like seeing an ad for an amazing car deal, but when you get there, it's not offered, it's not available, and the dealer has something completely different in mind than what you thought you were invited to respond to. In most states, that's illegal. In statesmanship and in states of mind, it should be wrong as well. See, it takes courage to accept an invite, but it also takes courage to send one out. Neither the host nor the guest can perfectly predict and control the outcome. So both the person inviting and the person who's invited, they risk something. But risk equals potential reward, though. It's like asking for something. It's like requesting something. It's like praying for something. You've heard the old saying. My mom used to say this all the time. She used to remind me of this one. I mean, it seemed like all the time. She'd say, Jimmy, if you pray for patience, God may just make you wait for it. <laughs> Makes sense, though. See, it requires courage. But if you pray for bravery, you deserve to know the outcome of your prayer. You deserve to know how or that your prayer got answered. And the only way to know if you receive courage is to be faced with the option to cling to cowardice. Which, what would cowardice be? Well, it's not inviting someone to the challenge. Which is not accepting someone else's invitation and entertaining potential objections or challenges. Which is just staying safe and dark, hiding under that same old rock over there in the shadows. Invite someone and take that chance. And now, more words of wisdom to wow your socks off from the Live Life Lean Guide itself. Entry number 104. The punishment which the wise suffer, who refuse to take part in the government, is to live under the government of worse men. Plato. And the guide's point of view on this? Okay, show of hands time. Who's ever served on a condominium or a school board? Enough said. So what do you think about this? Using the Live Life Lean system, what have you learned recently that's new? What have you earned recently that wasn't just handed to you? Where have you added to the world that wasn't just about you? Now be grateful for all of that, reflect on it, respect it, and navigate somewhere next. Thank you for listening. I hope you're enjoying your copy of the Live Life Lean, L-E-A-N guide. Enjoying it almost as much as I did creating it. And if you don't have a copy yet, go on over to Ampurage.com or Amazon and get started today experiencing the amazing power of knowing every day is literally yours to be grateful about. And you need never feel unfulfilled again. I'm Jim Hall. 
And until next time, good health, God bless. And now, go get a little dirty learning something new. Earning what's not given to you. Adding to this crazy world that we share. And navigating your way to something new. And next. <laughs>